forever. Dog. Is Jonathan a dream guy or a monster? This week on the podcast, Francine Pascal's Sweet Valley High, The Vampire Trilogy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Teen Creeps. I am one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent, and it's Sweet Valley High, so you know who's here. You might know her from Same Day Shipping podcaster, Ryan Mogi is here with me today. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Ryan. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm so excited to talk about these books. They are wild. These books. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I don't know what I thought would happen in these books. I would say not this. No. Well, it's funny. <laughs> Because I think we, these books were written in, and published in 96. So this is okay. before Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show came out. Okay. It's after Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, and after Interview with a Vampire. And I would say that okay. the vibe of the vampire is much more Interview with the Vampire yes. than Lestat, like Anne Rice style, than Buffy or Twilight or any of the more romantic vampires that we know in modern times yes this man is tortured brooding yes very mm, humorless yes and in three books they don't really convince i mean this guy does something so (laughs) egregious in book two and yeah and nobody asks him to atone no i mean he does other things too but he does one thing in the middle of book two, yeah, that I think is you couldn't, you can never be in love with someone who did that. No, no, and especially to you because yes, it's yours. I literally like gasped and was so sad when that happened. Yeah, it was really sad. So I guess like let's just warn everybody: there is a little kitten death in this. Yeah, book. there's a pet death, and um, and a cousin death, and a cousin. <laughs> There is a cousin death. There is hmm, an an Enid an Enid Enid mauling, but I she likes it. I don't know. Is that is that? It feels like does. a victimless crime to me. <laughs> she does like it. She actually like actively, very actively seeks it. Yes, and then she's in ecstasy. Yeah, the she, word ecstasy is in a Sweet Valley High book. These books were so sexual. I was very shocked at how sexual they were. Um, I also loved hmm, that everyone in Sweet Valley, they're so hmm, like entranced by Jonathan mm-hmm. that they all are like, let's dress in all black. Some of them goth. Yes. Some of them more seemed like just people wearing all black. Mm-hmm. Um, I did laugh at Todd's makeover. Yes. Because at first I was like, oh, he's just like wearing all black. Like, I don't know. It could be kind of cute. And then like him in his like dyed black hair. I was like, yeah. oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> no, but it works for him. Mm. A lot of girls like it. A lot of girls like it, especially the goth girls. I mean, and you know who's like queen of the goth girls? Our girl Enid. Enid. And she looks like the girl from Evanescence, basically. Yeah, she looks... She sounds like she looks great, honestly. Honestly, I was like, maybe she should keep the look because she was described. I don't know if we were supposed to be like in the thrall too, Mm -hmm. but like she was described as 
beautiful and yes. like striking and like it was very becoming of her. The only person that thinks she looks bad is Elizabeth. And that's because Elizabeth is like, this is too striking of a look. Yeah. I don't want her to be prettier than me. <laughs> Elizabeth's the worst. Um, yeah. Uh, but so basically there's this boy comes into town, man. Yes. A man. Well, uh, we think um, eventually we learn a vampire. Yes. But he's introduced to us as a boy. As a boy at school. Yeah. Named Jonathan Kane. And he's everyone that sees him except for Elizabeth who hates him because he pushed her. Yeah. He pushes Elizabeth and knocks over Peggy's diorama. And he steps on the castle. Yeah. And he <clears throat> breaks the castle. So Elizabeth, even though she hates Peggy, is like. She's like, come oh, on. Come on. Don't ruin people's dioramas. Which is true. I actually would hate that, too. Well, um, and not saying sorry. I'm a klutz, so oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Do not I really say sorry? It, yeah, say sorry. Say sorry. Offer to fix it. Try to help, but like, yeah, just knocking some people over the hall and not acknowledging them. Not even acknowledging sociopath. Sociopath. So he walks in, and everyone is like, "Oh my god, he's so hot." Yeah. Except Elizabeth is like, "He's creepy. I don't like him." Jessica's convinced that he's her soulmate. From the first looks, from the first, first time she looks. sees them. Someone else is convinced he's their soulmate, Enid. Enid. And but they don't talk to each other, so they don't. This conflict takes a while to shape up. I mean, a couple books. Yeah, it takes, like, <laughs> I feel like it's the end of the first book, right? Where the ecstasy, where they both make out with him in one night. Yeah, and Jessica pretends to be a nice friend to Enid, but really she's just pumping her for information about yeah. where Jonathan lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I think that Elizabeth so there's also to add to it there's mm -hmm. like drama between uh, Enid and Elizabeth because Elizabeth's friend Maria who's very glamorous mm -hmm. like used to be a child star blah 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 they met in camp and then sh and sh they used to be friends and then she came back and moved to Sweet Valley and so now Enid's like oh my god I'm being replaced but she kind of is being replaced she is. because Elizabeth has a secret about her summer and the <laughs> tryst that she had. She had an affair all summer and she's only telling Maria about it and only talking to Maria about it. It's true. So she is cutting Enid out. Enid's not wrong. And Elizabeth is being mean to her. Like she is not there to hear about Enid's drama. Mm -hmm. Like I screenshotted this because it was so funny. So so Enid has been a little strange. This is before she gets her full makeover. And she just seems a little bit loopy. She's not her usual studious self. Blah, blah, blah. Enid opened her locker and giggled. I have no idea what books I need this morning. Elizabeth eyed her suspiciously. Enid, what's going on? Jonathan Kane, she responded. I'm so in love with him. I feel like my heart is as big as the whole world. Yesterday, I was driving my mother's car to the store, listening to an old sappy song on the radio, and I felt as if I were about to burst with joy. And then the next thing I knew, I was crying. Elizabeth frowned. <laughs> Are you sure there isn't something physically wrong with you? <laughs> I'd love to say that to someone someday. Are you sure uh, there isn't anything physically wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, but it's shit like that. Like, uh, 
Oh, yeah. And then Enid laughed loudly, attracting a few curious glances. She ducked her head sheepishly and chuckled. There I go again, bursting joyfully all over myself. Oh, Liz, you have to help me think of a way to meet him. Maybe we could plan an international awareness day and have him speak about his experience in other countries. Um, or maybe we could walk by him and I'll pretend to fall and you ask him to carry me to the nurse's office. Elizabeth blinked. This is too weird, she thought. Which it is weird because Enid is being... Yeah, Enid is under the power of a vampire, but Elizabeth, if she was a better friend, would have figured that out sooner. I think she doesn't figure it out until Enid is in the hospital. And even then, she's thinking about Jessica. Yeah. Like, considering, yeah, Enid eventually goes, is in the hospital from being drained. Right, because she's almost completely exsanguinated. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention that Jessica finds a dead body at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Should we be more chronological? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it starts with Jessica and Lila and the and their friends. So a bunch of cheerleaders and some of their sorority sisters having dinner at the Dairy Burger. Yeah. And talking about how the boys in town are just not good enough. There's just no good boys. I mean, look, there has all of these single girls just hanging out at the Dairy Burger. If only there were sexy men coming to town. And then Jessica's like, look at my earring. My grandmother yeah, gave Yeah, then she it. shows off her earrings, takes them out of her ear to make sure everyone sees how good of a diamond they are. And then where is it? Oh, my God. Lost. Lost it. So Jessica is very serious about these earrings. And she gets, this is like the power of Jessica. I cannot believe Lila did this for her. I was like, honestly, Lila, you must really love Jessica because you would never. Amazingly, Lila digs through the dumpster with through the trash yeah with jessica like this is a portrait in two best friends very different elizabeth yes. enid's going through something elizabeth is like you are weird do you have something physically wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> jessica's going through something lila is willing to dig through trash for yeah, her dig through trash in her brand new like whatever the fuck french outfit she's wearing yes well, because her boyfriend likes when she wears French things. Oh, she won't shut up about Bo. She loves Bo so she, much. She loves Bo. He's so sophisticated. He knows three languages. He can talk to her in French all night long, and they watch separate movies together. Mm-hmm. Which is cute. Which is cute. And honestly, I'm glad she has that. Better than Bruce. Yeah. Better than anybody is better than Bruce. Anybody is better than Bruce, except for maybe Jonathan. So <laughs> you were kind of like, huh, well. Um, so then... She's they're looking, looking, looking. They do they find the cat first or the body? They find the cat first. So, yeah, uh, they hear a noise and it's a cat that's up a tree. So Jessica climbs up the tree and gets the cat. And it's a little kitten. So cute. And they name it Jasmine. They name it Jasmine. She's a really cute little kitten. Mm -hmm. And then they are like, oh, and then Lila and her start like freaking on and screaming because they find a dead freaking body in the dumpster. In the bottom of the dumpster, there's a dead body. Dude, I felt like Lila's reaction to like all of this shit was like so... I feel like everyone is so like, la, 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 in Sweet Valley. Mm-hmm. But Lila was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she was just like screaming, screaming, screaming. And Jessica's like, okay, go to rest. Uh, <laughs> they find the body. Jessica wants to be photographed for the... <laughs> yes, with the kitten. With the kitten for the newspapers that she'll be on the front page. Yes. Um, and she is. Okay. And of course. You're not going to put Jessica and a kitten on the front page? I know. After finding a body... So they find they uh, the police are like, OK, the body has no blood. <laughs> That's weird. He has a bruise on his neck. And 
then they go back to school. Yes. They go back to school and Jessica's telling her tale. <laughs> She's loving to have an audience. Yes. She loves all the attention. And then there's a an assembly. Oh, this was weird. Yes. I thought it was weird that they at the assembly introduced Jonathan. Well, it was a two-part assembly. First, they were like, <laughs> by the way, we know who the murdered kid was. It was your peer. Yes. From another school. Yes. Second off, here's meet Jonathan. <laughs> and Jonathan stands up and everyone just falls in love with him immediately. Yes. Seemingly in this in this vampire lore, because we've read all kinds of different vampire lore and watched different yes. vampire lore movies and stuff. We're in very this versed. version, Jonathan does not seem to have to do anything to put a spell on people. No, he's just there. He's just there. And that puts people in a trance. Yes. Yes. He doesn't like, because you know how usually they have to like stare into your eyes. And, right. Like, talk and later, to you. like he runs into the cops and he doesn't use his powers. Yeah. To do like he, he seems, I guess I'm saying he's a dud. He yeah. is, his powers are limited. He doesn't seem to, I mean, I guess he gets passionate about Jessica, but like, I'm glad that we don't know more about him. I think I know yeah. enough. Yeah, he's he actually for a vampire seems really boring because like at least other vampires seem to get some kind of joy. He just is like this like tortured, boring guy. Yeah, he's very tortured. I guess that's his. But like Angel was well, that's the thing. And jealous is fun. Angel's boring. Except but for Angel was at least like because we'll, we'll talk personality. about the romance. The romance of this is weak sauce. And Dude. I like a human and a vampire falling in love. Me this too. Is, this is weak. Yeah. I truly was like, what does either of them see in each other? Because it doesn't seem like there's any chemistry or anything going on with them, except that he's handsome and she's pretty. Well, for her, at least she's under a trance. She's tranced. Him. What does he see? Yeah. She's a babe. He doesn't seem to have, because they don't talk about anything. They don't. And he's mean to her. He hasn't so, gotten to that part. That part. Okay, he's very mean to her in many ways. Like, he's first mean to her in, like, a stay away from me, I'm not good for you vibe. Right. But then he's, like, actually irreparably mean to her. Because, mm -hmm. like, how... I don't know how she can forgive him ever. No, it's unforgivable. Unforgivable. I honestly... Because I don't know that I ever read these vampire books. Really? I think I knew that vampires were real in Sweet Valley. Like, I had heard that somewhere. Yeah. But I don't know that I ever read these books. So I didn't know. I mean, it became pretty clear that Jonathan was a vampire. Yeah. But I didn't know if there was going to be a second vampire. Yeah. I didn't know if Joey might be a vampire. Oh, I thought Joey might because, because he was being weird. And all the vampire POV things were really vague on purpose. Yeah, they didn't like say his would, name. It would not be, say, like, Jonathan, da-da-da-da. It would be like, the boy stood in the corner and watched as da-da-da-da-da. The young yeah, man. The whatever. dark young man, da-da-da-da. And so I thought there might be a second vampire. Me who too. Who maybe did the horrible thing. In book Me too. two. Me too. And then I was like, okay, then you could forgive the one vampire. You can't control all vampires. But no, there's just one vampire. Yep. Just one. And Joey is just a bad guy. We'll get to Joey, but. Joey annoyed the shit out of me. What a loser. Such a loser. You thinking you're like big man on campus because like you're in college and you're dating a high school girl? Give me a fucking break. You're dating a high school girl and you're finding cool oh my restaurants God. and stuff in her. 
in her suburban the, town. The you fact, go to UCLA. It's not yeah. like she kept. They kept going to Westwood, and they would go to like the cool place. And in he's Westwood like, "Let me show something. you Diddy Reese." <laughs> she would love it. <laughs> she love it. Let's let's go to cookies Noodle World. And, cookies and ice cream. Yeah, let's go to Novel Cafe. <laughs> let's go do all this. Like, let's go to Habibi. Get some <laughs> fucking uh, hookah. Because she can't drink. She's 21. She's not no, 21. she's not 21. But like, it would be one thing if he was showing off Westwood. But no, he's showing off Sweet Valley to her. I know. And also, I was like, you idiot. Like, every time he's like, look at this place I found. I'm like, she's lived here all her life, dumbass. You think that she hasn't seen that? Like, think before you fucking talk. Crazy. Truly. He takes her. How embarrassing the, for a college dude. student to take a teenage, take a high school student to the high school lover's lane. I know. I'm like... How could you think that she's a never been there, but like b like that? And then when he brings her the dairy burger, I'm like, the dairy burger is like the one fucking restaurant in Sweet Valley, and you really think she's never fucking been there? And when you go into it, it's full of teenagers. So like, think, think for think. a second, just Joey. like open oh. your fucking eyes, Joey. And then when he's like, oh, I guess you've been here, and she's like, yeah, and also like. Elizabeth is, I'm not gonna say nice, but like more polite than me. Cause yeah. like I would have immediately been like, oh yeah, this is where we all hang out. Right. Like how idiotic do you think I am that I have never even seen the dairy burger? Idiot. It's, yeah, it's like the one, like you said, it's the one restaurant in Sweet Valley. I think there's like a fancy Italian place. Yeah. And, but it's the one fast casual it's the one fast casual place (laughs) so okay but we're skipping ahead okay so um okay so they in the school at the assembly introduces jonathan to everyone instantly everyone's like oh my god and except for elizabeth she's like he sucks uh and i think like maria kind of like doesn't really feel it either why them two it's not explained at all so they're just not under the thrall. They're not under the thrall. And like it couldn't be a genetic thing because Jessica is totally under the thrall. It's her twin. Did you did you see that thing um that like today I fucked up from Reddit? Where I don't the, know. This guy he went to go get a scan to see if he could donate his kidney to his wife. She oh, didn't, and then it's his sister. She's his sister. That's awful. You don't want to know. Kids. You just got to bury your head in the sand and live the rest of your life. She doesn't know yet. Don't tell her. Just tell give her, her just give her your kidney and don't tell her. No, you have to tell her, but uh cuz he was adopted. Right. And she wasn't. What's weird then too is his in-laws didn't like put two and two together. Yeah. Didn't recognize him unless maybe he was as a little infant. Right, but the the idea that I gave up one kid for adoption and uh, they were born in May of 1972. And then my daughter marries this man who was born in May of 1972 and you never thought of it. Yeah. And he looks a lot like her. Yeah. Well, the other thing was that he, I guess, had moved. He was adopted by a fam- family out of state. Yeah. Or like they moved or something like it was like that. It it wasn't like both of them had stayed in that town forever. Right. Um. But yeah, like I, I would be like, huh. This guy looks, not that I'm saying you can recognize your baby always, but like he looks really familiar. I would think, and I've never given up a baby for adoption, but 
<laughs> so I'm not an expert, but this right. is what I think. Okay. I think that you would remember that I feel like that would be etched on your brain for the rest of your life. Yeah. That you gave a baby up for adoption, that it was a boy, yeah. wh- what month, it w- what day it was born. Yeah. And you would carry that so that every time you met somebody who was exactly the same age as your You'd be child, like, I wonder. I, of course. I, yes. I think, but maybe I I'm would. just neurotic like that. No, but, but I, I would. I feel like I would be thinking about it. I wouldn't necessarily always think it is that person. I wouldn't like be a, I wouldn't, you know, the yeah. way I have with, I told you I found that dog on Instagram that I decided is my yes. dog's mom. <laughs> you show me. But here's the thing. Honestly, I do think that that's possible because that dog does look like Fletchies. It does look a little bit like Fletchies. But like, so I guess I am the person who would absolutely be like, what day? <laughs> what day were you born? What hospital? Hey, just for fun, let's take this DNA test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wouldn't it be cute? Future son Merry in-law. Christmas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, but we know Jessica and Elizabeth are, are we know they're twins. Also, I think in the version that we have, it's been updated because they, the, it doesn't say that they're perfect size sixes. It says that they have trim and athletic figures. Yeah, I noticed that. Later, it does say, because they're like, we have this dress. It's a size six. And then Jessica's like, wow, perfect my size. But usually, <laughs> they, they do always say perfect size sixes. Um, I was also curious. So, you know how like sometimes the twins have a Fiat and sometimes they have a Jeep? Yes. Is that just depending? Do they is is there canonically a time where they like get rid of their Fiat and get a Jeep or the other way around? Or? I don't remember, but I think it's earlier. It's earlier Sweet Valleys. They have a fiat and buy like buy a hundred by the time uh prom comes around by jungle prom they have a jeep they have a jeep okay yeah i was curious i can't remember that. the book about it maybe it's that i think they get because maybe the fiat was a was a hand-me-down from from the dad Steven, and mom or yeah oh from steven like it was steven's old car and then they get the jeep yeah i can't remember i'm sorry i'm fa- failing as the sweet valley expert no 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 i was just curious um Oh, I also thought, I know that the twins are spoiled and they pretty much get their way. Yeah. But I really thought that the parents kind of fucked shit up this time. Yeah, like, I know they bad. can't, con- yeah, they're just like, they're like, you're grounded only at night. You can still like go to pool parties. I was like, then that's not and go shopping. Grounding. <laughs> yeah. And with my credit card. Yeah. No, they're, they're pushovers. Complete pushovers. I mean, Jessica's a really good manipulator. She is. She's very good. So... But yeah, they they are pushovers. Um, okay, so <clears throat> uh, Jessica's like, wow, I have my eye on this guy. Uh, he drives a Harley yes. motorcycle. That's so sexy. I know that I'm not allowed to ride them because like my cousin died on one and then Elizabeth almost died on one, but whatever. Um, so then she... <laughs> this part I did laugh. When she's like, She's like, okay, I'm going to like move my car next to his motorcycle. I'm going to kill, or I'm going to kill the battery by leaving yeah. my lights on. So then she comes out and she's like, ah, my battery's dead. And then all these different people try to help her, but she's trying to lure Jonathan. No, yeah. She's like, get away. I'm fine. <laughs> and then by the time Jonathan rolls around, he just leaves. He just leaves. <laughs> he doesn't even look at her. It was so good. And the I, and on top of it, the first book was kind of funny. On top it of was. it, 
she's skipping seventh period to do this. And she skips se- seventh period two days in a row yeah. in order to lure Jonathan. And then she goes to seventh period on the third day and he's in, in that class. class. <laughs> and she's like, what luck? <laughs> I actually did think that this book was very funny. There were a lot of like yeah. pretty intentionally funny moments of just like uh, Jessica really mm, embarrassing herself for mm-hmm. Jonathan. Yes. Like when she writes him the notes in class and he crumbles it up and throws it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, never has this happened to me. But she's like, don't worry, I'll get him. I agree. This is, I feel like these are well written and they're yeah. funny and fun. How easy would it have been for Elizabeth to not attend that uh, that assembly and then everybody who was at the assembly fell in love with Jonathan yeah, and everyone who wasn't there didn't fall in so love with Jonathan. So he was doing the doing the lure at the Right. He thing. just did yeah. the lure at at there the you thing go. and so he made it all, but like otherwise it makes no sense why she's not into him. Yeah. Yep. That would have helped because now I'm just like are we supposed to believe that she and Maria are just like too smart? I mean maybe but they don't act smart in their storyline. No, because she's being really fucking dumb about Paul slash, or not Paul. Um, Todd. Todd slash. And Joey. Joey. Okay. Also, okay, Elizabeth. <laughs> so Elizabeth is like now feeling contrite because she's like, shoot, I cheated on. <laughs> on uh, Why do I keep thinking Paul? That's Jessica's guy that she was with in the past. Yeah. There's so many boys. Yeah. Um. So, shoot. What's his name? Not Ken Matthews. Joey. No, the other one. Todd. 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 Todd Wilkins. Todd. 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 Okay. She's like, uh, she's like, oh my god, I cheated on Todd at camp. Uh, I also actually thought that it was very funny how Todd was dealing with it because he kept being mm-hmm. like, fell for it again. <laughs> <laughs> getting so mad because he would fall like he would be like with her and he'd be like wow like this is almost back to normal and then he'd drop mm-hmm. her off at her house and then fucking joey's car is in her yeah. driveway and he's like i guess we're here <laughs> <laughs> honestly i feel like i don't usually feel bad for todd because i think a lot of times his problems are his own making yeah in this i feel really bad for him because yeah. he got cheated on he doesn't know it right he's trying to go on all these romantic dates with his girlfriend i he's know asking her what's wrong he's trying to connect with her he wants to help he wants to know what's up and the whole time she's just pushing him away and he, there's nothing he can do about it it's really sad it is really sad i have a question mm-hmm. so was it joey that put the or in her locker it must have been, but we didn't really cover that. <laughs> How did he get into her locker? I don't know. Unknown. Okay. I thought he might be a vampire. So I was still holding out that he was a vampire, that he had like special powers. Also, like I know that like we read a certain type of book mostly on this podcast. Uh-huh. And so maybe this was like getting in my head. But I think that hiding an oar from your secret like tryst at camp in someone's locker is psychotic. It's like fatal attraction level. Yes, it's very because like, you're trying to get her found out. You're trying yes, to get her discovered. Truly, or it feels like almost like a threat. Like I feel like it's the same kind of vibe as like putting like a little headless bird in someone's locker. Totally, it's very scary. And so that's why I thought he might be. I was like, oh, it's just like at first. Okay, I don't know why I thought this could be the case because Jonathan is acting really weird. But I was like, 
maybe Jonathan isn't the vampire and the vampire is Joey. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. Yeah, I think that would have made an interesting book. Sure. That is not the book that we read. No. But I yeah, they <clears throat> they made they there was enough. It would have been interesting if it would have you would have had to figure out a backstory because he was at camp with her. Right, right, right. Just this summer. Yeah. But like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We can figure that out. Mm-hmm. He got bit at In Yale between. and that sure. and that yeah, and then And that's why he, he left. And that's why he left. And he wanted to make Elizabeth his vampire bride. Right. Um and everybody at school is just really into Jonathan's style. Because <laughs> I think, I do feel like sometimes the way style changes in high school, it yeah. doesn't take that much to shift everybody's attention. Not at all. It's literally just one person wears something and everyone's like, oh my God, that's the look. And he's the cool kid from, from he's been all over the world. And yeah. He's the new kid in school. So like, I mean, it obviously is the ali- the vampire thing and we get into it, but like, it could just be that he's inspiring new trends. I do like that Elizabeth is basically like haunted by people wearing goth outfits, like everywhere she turns, <laughs> like someone's wearing like. And and the thing is, like, these are not even that gothy of outfits. No, it's like a, a white skull and crossbones T-shirt with like a black skirt. Yes. And eyeliner and sure. Lipstick. But this like isn't. Lipstick. Like those, like rave industrial pants, no. with like fishnet shirt kind of vibe. You know what I mean? No, it's like sunny, uh, sunny, Sunnydale. I was gonna, mm-hmm. uh, Sweet Valley version of God. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, everything they're wearing, they bought at the Su- Sweet Valley Mall. So yeah, it's not <laughs> like it's not like it's yeah yeah. I have it's a question. City. Serious. How many of these twins lovers have ended up fucking dead? Because it seems like a lot. A good amount. Because Jessica's ex-boyfriend, Christian Gorman, drowned in yeah. Bruce Patman's pool during mm-hmm. a gang during fight. During a gang fight, yeah. We should read those books. That is the wild. Gang fight books. Because they also mentioned that Todd was acting annoying when he was in a gang. Yeah. But Elizabeth stood by him. She did? Yeah. Wow. Um... But yeah, so we have Christian, we have good old Sam. Um, oh, and Sam dies, right? Yeah. yeah. And does Elizabeth have anyone die? Uh, Doesn't the vamp, the werewolf die? Oh, right. He just like thinks he's a vampire, right? Or a he werewolf. He thinks he's a werewolf. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it was like people were being found scratched up, but it was like, then how did he do it with his it little hand? It was just hands? a guy with, with his little hand. <laughs> Which it's funny that in the same series, you have that and you have this where they're, it's like at a certain point, it's like, no, it's a real vampire. Yeah. I do like that this one is like real vampires. And then for the werewolf one, it's like, idiot you really think werewolves exist <laughs> like i'm sorry i read three books about a vampire being real yeah and, and there's then only the end, one it just we'll get to the end the end is i was like what <sighs> the end is insane i couldn't believe i whatever whatever he's from the baltic sea did you know that he's ryan <laughs> did you know he's from the baltic sea I, he was a, a family of fishermen family of fishermen and he didn't want to be poor he wanted to be an aristocrat well, Which I get it. Same girl. <laughs> uh, also of note, he's always wearing a wooden ring on his hand. Just yeah, a that wooden ring mind. with metal with like other onyx, I think, on it. Yeah, with like little pieces. 
Okay, I'm scrolling through for more screenshots. Oh my god! Oh, I have to. Okay, Enid. Yeah. I like new Enid. I like what she's doing. I know she's obsessed, but I'm into it. Me too. But this is how much of a drip she was. This is what she says to Elizabeth. This is before she becomes a goth. <laughs> she says to Elizabeth when they're in the hallway at school. So why didn't you call me back yesterday? Enid asked in an accusing tones, creepy into her voice. I was shocked when I read the paper yesterday and I nearly went crazy wondering what was going on. I stayed in the house all day so I wouldn't miss your call. <laughs> Enid! Get a fucking Get a life, fucking Enid. Life. <laughs> That's embarrassing for you. She should not have said that. She, maybe fine if you do, if that, you do that. Whatever. That should, you should take that to the grave. Do not fucking tell anybody. There, it is. You could not waterboard that information out of me. Because if that's it, because it's so embarrassing. If someone said that to me, they were like, "Why didn't you call me back?" I was wait. I didn't leave my house all day with the hopes that you call me back. I would be like, I did not ask you to do that. It's such a turn off. It it's makes, such a turn it off. Makes me Pathetic. I never want to call you. <laughs> I'm going to withhold calling you just because yeah. you want it so much. Because it's one thing, right? Like, okay, let's twist it into a way that you can still be kind of pathetic, but not disgusting. Yeah, I checked you my could phone be like, every hour because yes, I was just, I exactly. wanted to see if you called me back. Yes. But I'm. you're still living your life. It's yeah. not like you're like, I checked my phone every hour, but like I have a really short charging cable and my phone like doesn't really work. So I had to stay by it the whole day. I'd be like, you're capital L loser. Loser. Because Enid saw something in the paper about Jessica. Yeah. <sighs> okay. That's ugh. another. Uh, this is we haven't talked a lot about camp, but mm -hmm. this book talks a lot about camp. I think they, they remember so they much just about camp. got back from camp. So that's all they want to talk about is camp. Uh, so much remembering of camp. And this is a summary of an of a book. I'm sure one of the books of camp. But yeah. I just really like the way Elizabeth. This is Elizabeth in her mind. What she's thinking. <laughs> she's thinking about Maria's friend, Nicole. Who yes. is from New York. Yes. Nicole had been one of the most mean spirited, nasty, devious girls Elizabeth had ever met. But although they'd started out as arch enemies, she and Elizabeth had become friends. <laughs> she's the, you are thinking in your brain, she is the most yeah. mean-spirited, nasty, devious, devious girl you've ever met. But you became friends. <laughs> I, I don't think I have, I don't think I've thought something like that about somebody and then become friends no, with them. No, unless you were like, I ever. thought that about you and then I realized, I was wrong or I had been hearing rumors from other people. It wasn't right. the real you. But like, I can't imagine saying you are one of the most nasty, devious people I've ever met. And we are friends. No, because like, exactly. Like, I would be like, I was mistaken. You just seem like a real piece bitch. of work. And <laughs> even then, like, it's almost like disloyal to the friend to bring yes. up what you yes. used to think about them. Yes. So like you. Once you're friends, you don't say that you're the most mean-spirited. Why even mention it? Elizabeth. But again, she has Jessica as a sister. So. That's true. <laughs> everything is skewed. Everything is skewed. Uh, that part was really funny. Um, also, like, the other part. So she was like, does she really think that nobody truly knows about her affair with Joey? Everybody because like, had to know. Because she's like, well, what if, like, people quote voice their suspicions about was okay 
was it the entire fucking Sweet Valley gang except for fucking Todd going Pretty to this? Pretty much, yeah, because Todd had basketball camp. Okay. Well, he should have gotten it, gotten his dick wet at his basketball camp then. He might have. He's telling himself that. He might have. I mean, he might have. So was she cheating, cheating? Like, there was no, there like, was what no happens in Montana. Okay. She knew she was happy. She knew she had a boyfriend. And then it ended with Todd showing up at camp and her being like, oh, I see you. I love you. But in the back of her mind. But usually out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Which is a pretty common Todd and Elizabeth situation. Anytime she goes on vacation, she kind of forgets about Todd. That's true. And then she pretends like it's not cheating. Right. She's like, Todd is just a faded memory to me now. Yeah. Also, okay. When he's like, he's like remembering back. Because like when he like learns the truth, he's like really embarrassed. And he's like, oh my God. And like when I went there, she was walking up from the dock with freaking Joey and she was wearing a bikini that was the kind of bikini that Jessica would wear not Elizabeth she would probably be in a suit in a suitable one piece <laughs> but it was an orange bikini and he's like getting all pissed about that um just like him all of his like bemoaning his fate was so yeah. funny to me it just reminded me of 40 year old virgin when steve carell's like riding his bike home yes. after the party and he's like bag of sand fucking idiot. <laughs> like that like he's just like what the fuck how could i have fallen for this yeah um i wanted to touch really quickly on the notes that go back and forth between jessica yes. and jonathan um so straight out of the gate he is like basically like i'm a vampire because she yeah writes him a note and it's like why don't we hang out sometime big boy and then he goes he writes back you don't want to mess with me i eat little girls like you for breakfast and i was like you are sounding like a pred Mm -hmm. in this instance yes he was and she was like ooh la la sexy sexy and um he then like he keeps telling her like it's for your safety, like stay away from me. And she's like, oh my, I guess she's thralled. She's thralled because- So I guess that's Elizabeth, it. Or Jessica really doesn't usually try this hard for a guy at all. No. She's on Because also next. they usually fall into her that's lap true, instantly. They do. But like, this is a lot of work she's putting in. A lot. She's like fucked up her car twice. She- She goes oh. to his creepy house and his house is very creepy. Okay. <laughs> I was laughing- so hard at her trying to seduce him in his dumpy fucking house when she's like she's like ooh, it's so interesting and there's like rats like crawling the stove is literally on its side and she's like "Hmm, that would work a lot better if you have it standing up the bed is a bare mattress (laughs) it's gross if i okay look we're all at different stages in our lives I'm going to say you're speaking for the role. You're including the listeners. Yes. You and I are at fairly similar stages. No, I'm saying everyone in the world. Yes. We're all at different stages in our lives. I don't think I remember a time that I was like, oh, my God, cute. A bare mattress. I mean, I've like skanked around and like, sure, I've I've like fucked somebody that had mattress on the floor. Okay, sure. But there is something very disgusting to me about a bear mattress. Okay, what about a futon? Okay. That's used as a couch during the day, mm-hmm. not made up. 
Oh, so he doesn't even have a blank. He doesn't have a fitted sheet on Well, there. I don't know what he does normally, but he does not pull it out for me. <laughs> Wait, so it's still... That's, see? I think, the closest I get to a bear mattress is a not made up futon. Yeah, sure. Because that's like kind that. of just the couch. I think the porousness of a mattress is what concerns me. Well, yes. And I'm picturing this mattress and it's not pristine white. No, it's not pristine white. There are strange <laughs> there stains. Are strange stains. If yes. it, now, if it was like, okay, hypothetical. Okay. You and your man just yeah. moved into it, to a place. Okay. And he's like, baby, I got you the best mattress. And Ooh, he's just cool. he just took it out of the thing. Yeah. And he's like, it's time to christen this room. Yeah, I'd fuck him on that yeah, mattress. Yeah, he would. So I'd fuck I on would. a bear mattress, but it's got to be brand new. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh I would definitely what? Sorry, my neighbor just texted me that, that there's like a pile of clothes outside my Oh. Ew. No, that's not mine. <laughs> there's a pile <laughs> of clothes right outside my garage. Have is someone trying to live there? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, those will just continue to be there, I think. Yeah. For now. I don't think I'm gonna touch those. No. Okay, yeah, I, I would, I would fuck. Would you do that? Yeah, on a brand your, new mattress. It's, it's brand new. It's brand new mattress, sure. Especially with the person that, like, yeah, yeah. I would. I it's would. not. It's not a maybe stranger. It's you know, the close stranger, to stranger. It's the, it's the. It's been through things, but okay, same guy, same apartment. Okay, we've lived in it for five years. Okay, I have a clean. Sh- I have clean sheets. Yeah, I'm gonna put the sheets on. Just give me, yeah. a, just give me, just give me a minute. Just give me a second. Just give me a second. I'm gonna put the sheets on. It's fine. I would do it on the bare mattress, no problem. I would maybe, you know what? Throw down a towel because I don't know what's gonna. Oh happen. sure, throw down a towel. But, but bro, okay, but we're not talking. But these are fantasy scenarios that we we wove. Yes, yes. This is not. This is not that a boy I don't really know in his house that has literal rats. Literally, there are rats crawling around. There's dust all over everything. There's stuff covering the furniture. There's just like dirt and trash everywhere. The stove is on its side. The fridge is broken. Literally like th- like the fact that this house is in such fucking disrepair. Mm-hmm. Dusty ass house. Dumpy, dumpy, dusty, dusty. Yeah. Okay. And then now I see your bare mattress. Okay. Now we we did. Zero- I zeroed in on the bare mattress. But his real move. Mm-hmm. Sitting on that armchair with you on his lap. <laughs> as you as you remember he not only is that his big move it, that move is described like literally 15 times as i think as sexy move that a man can make he sat on the armchair with me on his lap he picked me up and sat down on the armchair and put me on his lap i that's still not enough removal for me <laughs> from that armchair i would like literally be like Babs, <laughs> let's fuck standing up. Let's go back out to the Jeep. Yeah, let's go to the Jeep. The Jeep is cleaner. Let's go outside, literally <laughs> outside. Cleaner than what's going on in here. Because I don't need so asbestos gross. going up No, or my just like, areas. Just like the knowing, and I guess maybe people in New York, they're used to it or something, but just knowing that a rat is within. Yeah five yards of me yeah i don't think i can relax well because also rat poop is poisonous mm-hmm. <clears throat> or can be at least you don't so want to like, breathe add it. to that rat you don't want to breathe rat poop and there's rat poop all over the fucking place there's rats everywhere 
And this guy we now know is sleeping in a fucking trunk. Yes. Now. Do you think he's smelly? He probably isn't because vampires don't sweat. Vampires don't sweat. I'm trying to think what would smell. Like they don't decompose either. Right. I guess any dirt that gets on them maybe. But but he may shower. Yeah. And dirt's like not necessarily stinky. No. Smells like dirt. Smells like dirt. But I do think that just like the general state of decay of the home. He probably smells like mothballs. Yeah, I bet he, I bet his clothes don't smell great. Yeah. So there is that. Yeah, he doesn't have a working laundry machine in that house. I don't think this bitch has running water. <laughs> I don't think, because he doesn't drink water. He doesn't eat food. No. He drinks blood. That was the other thing. And I know they're in a thrall, but the nonchalance with, 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 with which both Enid and... Jessica respond when they walk in and he's drinking blood and they're like, oh, it's red wine. I'm like, it's still weird that this 17 year old is sitting around his house drinking red wine out of a goblet with his ring on. (laughs) Like, that's still (laughs) a weird affectation. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, it's so European. And it's like, no, he's just a guy in a dirty house drinking wine. (laughs) <laughs> and he wants you to sit on his lap on this beat up armchair. Oh, it's so hot. He uses that move twice, doesn't he? He, he does it on Enid and. He does it on Enid and on Jessica. And then Enid talks when she remembers that move, she says it. And then she also tells Jessica that he did that. I know that Enid's so supposed proud. to be mean now, yeah. but I thought she was really cool. And like, frankly, it was an upgrade. I really liked Enid as a evil thrall. Yes. Evil thrall Enid was so much cooler. She she wore cool lipstick. She had mm-hmm. her nails done. She had a good time. She she took chances. She also like the way she's like so chaotically mean mm-hmm. to Jessica when like Jessica's like, so is it true you have a hickey from Jonathan? And she like shows it to her and she's like, prove it. And she's like, oh yeah. Well, he took me in there. He sat me on his lap on his dumpy little chair (laughs) (laughs) he made out with me he sucked my neck and i was in pure ecstasy and like explains the whole thing and then just laughs in jessica's face which i think is completely unhinged amazing but perfect um i wanted to read just a small bit because it is funny that even though enid is going through some kind of transformation i still thought that her uh the way it goes about is still quite enid-y so Okay, so she gets Midnight Song nail polish done on her nails. Yes. So very dark. Enid's visit to the salon was turning out to be a fabulous adventure. (laughs) 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 But I mean, I bet she comes out of that looking fucking ethereal. Yeah, totally. Because like her skin is like glowing. Mm -hmm. She's wearing this really cool makeup. She's like looking like such a goth chick. I was like, and you know what, actually? Maybe I'm mentally ill, but I was actually quite, I mean, I am mentally ill right now, but I was very moved by when she like, when he like drinks almost all of her blood and she's like dying. And I'm just like thinking about how like she just threw herself at him nonstop Mm -hmm. over and over again. And he just like used her and discarded her. And when he's looking at her and he's like, wow, like I really treated this person badly. Like she really... All she did was love me mm-hmm. and I treated her so poorly. And I just like felt so bad for Enid in that moment because I was like, it's true. Like, cause she did throw herself at him nonstop. 
knowing deep down that he only loved Jessica, but Jessica, like right. like she took whatever crumbs he was giving her. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like a surprisingly like adult conversation for the Sweet Valley books to be having. Yes. And I really liked it. And I actually like really loved Enid in that moment. I was like, oh, man, poor girl. I mean, I do think it was in some ways like a cautionary tale about sex, yeah. right? Yeah. Because um, like they'll just use you and like they're not even thinking of you. Right. They're just driven by some hunger and aren't necessarily. But then again, he's in love with Jessica. So in he's fact, he in tells Jessica that she's more mature than oh, most I, girls he's known. I was like, what do you mean by that, Jonathan? Does that mean he usually goes for little girls? I don't know. I Because Jessica really, is not mature. She's a lot of no. things. But like, I was also alarmed by that statement. I was like, Jonathan, hi, Chris Hansen, take a seat. Yeah. What do you, who are these girls? I was disturbed by that. But yeah, like also when he tells... And we talked about how like their relationship is such a dud and like mm-hmm. not interesting or fun at all. When he does tell her that he loves her, I literally like I knew that that's what the book was getting at. But I was like, seriously, you do what? What are you talking about? All right. Are we getting close to the part of book two that we can talk about? Yeah. So throughout the book, we've been seeing cute little Jasmine playing around the house. Jessica brings him home and. Just she fits he he gets along with the do- family dog. Yeah, they're like playing together, playing the together. cat and the dog. And one night she gets out and they and Jessica's frantic looking for Jasmine all over and finds her in a tree mm-hmm. and gets her home again. And then um and then he lets she lets uh the, the cat gets out again and mm-hmm. this time the cat gets sucked dry. I was it was so a grotesque. A it was so grotesque. They were like, it looks just like a handful of fur. I was like, what? It was so upsetting. I was so sad. I had to squeeze my cats yeah. after because I was like, mm. of course. Um, yeah, it's just like sucked dry, and like Jessica's so upset, and like the twins decide that they have to like hide the body so mm-hmm. that their parents don't know because their parents will be too scared, and they yeah. lie and say that. Oh my god! And then when they're like, we'll tell mom and dad that. Jasmine ran away and Jessica's like I wish she did I I did feel bad for Jessica there it's really sad and she's just like cradling its little body and weeping I was like oh I was crying so 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 hard have you read Junji Ito's cat diary I don't think so so are you familiar with Junji Ito's stuff Mm -mm. so he's normally a deeply disturbing manga artist does mostly like horror uh his most famous work is like Uzumaki. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, that's like the story of this town that becomes like obsessed with spirals to a point where like some of them like carve spirals in their face or like okay. they like think they're becoming them and they're obsessed with snails. They become snails. Like it's it's really cool and very, very creepy. Mm-hmm. And so he, in his style, does a thing called Cat Diary, which is just this like really lovely slice of life story of him and his girlfriend adopting two cats Mm -hmm. and it's just the story of these cats uh and it's really 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 cute and we covered it on um outside genre episode Mm -hmm. and it but it's funny because like he takes these like really everyday things and makes like does the same exact horror tropes with them so it's like 
like they buy a cat tree and he has to like put it together and it's like very scarily drawn and stuff. It's really cool. Um, but then the very end, you find out that one of the cats died when it was written and it has like a little, I literally started crying reading it out loud for the podcast that his girl, I guess his wife maybe just wrote a little story or like a little entry, I guess, just talking about the cat's passing and her feelings about it. Cause they were her cats and he yeah. like was writing about them. Um, but it was just, it was so sweet. And I, and I really recommend if anyone wants to read like a very weird, but like ultimately extremely touching and like mm-hmm. beautiful story of pet ownership, I really do recommend cat diary. Uh, there's like a sweatshirt, like a crew neck sweatshirt that keeps getting advertised to me and I really want it. And it's just one Junji Ito panel mm-hmm. of like the cat biting someone's hand. Yeah. Uh, with like, like exclamation points and stuff. And, uh-huh. but I really, really recommend it. But anyway, I just thought of that because of poor little dead Jasmine. Poor little dead Jasmine. And but guess who does it? Jonathan did it. And Jessica never and like, does, has it not occurred to Jessica? Cause by the end of the book, she knows that he's a vampire that drinks blood. Yeah. That he's and the has been killing killer. people. He's the serial killer. Jasmine also hated him all the time. I, I just know. don't understand why they included that in the book. It's, they shouldn't have. Because why? Because now I will never forgive him. Of course not. And so when you tell me what happens in the end, I'm like, well, fuck, they should kill him. I or mean, do something. He did get rid also of him. murder three people. Like he didn't That's the just, other thing. Like he didn't just kill Jessica's cat. He murdered three people. So like I'm not usually I'm anti mob justice, but me too. The mob wasn't really wrong. It wasn't. And then that was the, like the fact that they were like that the book slash Elizabeth was like, oh, well, maybe he's not that bad because like he took Enid to the hospital. I'm like, no, no. he killed Katarina, mm-hmm. the cat and that boy at the beginning. Dean. Well, and the girl at the um the blonde girl. Oh, yeah. And then that blonde girl from the other school. Yeah, from, from the Mesa. other school. So he murdered a bunch of people. He wasn't benign. No. He, yeah, he kind of felt bad about what he did to Enid, but like. Only because he loved Jessica and he didn't want Jessica to be hurt. Like, like because she was connected with Elizabeth and Jessica and all that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even that, because he felt no remorse about killing Dean Matterson mm-hmm. or that blonde girl from Mesa. No. And. I really do not know because like they show or they talk about him watching Jessica holding the little dead body of the cat and crying. And he's just like, oh, I guess I feel bad. But it's like, why did you even grab the cat to eat it when you know it's hers? Yeah. And you know she loves it. All right. This and, and again, I know that in the 30 some years since this book came out or whatever, 25 Mm -hmm. years, it we have like people have figured out how to write vampire human romance. Yeah. And how to like get rid of some of the icky moral things or like lead into the icky moral things or like how to, yeah. But this book was written. They didn't, they didn't know. No. But like, there's no way a a sane person cannot ship this. (laughs) Even if you wanted to ship it, you can't ship it. You can't. It's just a serial killer and Jessica. They might as well put like the fucking Night Stalker in there. Like, yeah, truly. I did. Okay, so Jessica at the core is still Jessica. Mm -hmm. So I thought this part was really funny. So Jessica sees Enid 
who has been crying mm-hmm. at the dairy burger and Jessica's also alone. Enid's alone, very upset by herself yes. sitting at dairy burger. So she's like, wow, she looks like she's down in the dumps, which I am too. Mm-hmm. So she thinks, huh. Well, she goes, her idea of a fun night is computer chess and bologna sandwiches. <laughs> Still, it might be nice to talk to someone who understands what I'm going through, Jessica thought. She debated whether or not to join Enid. They were the only customers in the Dairy Burger, so it wasn't as if Jessica ran the risk of being seen with her. <laughs> what the heck? Even Elizabeth's drippy friend is a better ear than no ear at all, Jessica decided. <laughs> and then she just goes over there and then pumps her for information about yeah. where Jonathan lives. Uh-huh. And then she's supposed to hang out with Elizabeth and watch movies. Oh, yeah. And she totally fails to go explore Jonathan's house. I felt pretty bad for Elizabeth in that scene. I did, too. <clears throat> because yeah, Jessica really convinced her that they were going to have a night together. Yeah. And it really hurts when, like, I I feel like Jessica does a lot of things that are, like like, large rudenesses Mm -hmm. but like this one because it's so specific of like i feel like we've been growing apart i really want to spend time with you let's plan to do this thing oh now you're ditching me yeah and you're lying to me like i could see why elizabeth would feel really bad and like jessica feels no guilt no none at all (laughs) i I mean this is jumping ahead mm -hmm. but when jessica decides to run away forever she steals a bunch of Elizabeth's clothes. Oh, yeah. She's like, these aren't her style. That's horrible. She's running away forever. And she's like, I'm going to also steal stuff from her. I know. Jessica's always Jessica at the core. She's always Jessica. Um, there is this part. Okay. So she's like looking around at this horrible house, right? She's mm-hmm. at Jonathan's dumpy, dumpy, yes. dumpy house. And so she sits down on the arm of the chair, the dusty ass chair. And she's like, this part, I was like, what are you talking about? This is another statement that I thought Jonathan should be arrested for. Okay. She goes, you could use a few decorating tips from my mother, she said. She's an interior decorator. I could use your mother for a few other things as well, Jonathan replied, like disciplining you. So I was like, first, you're saying a gross thing about my mom. And then you're pivoting into a gross thing about me. Yeah, it's really a gross thing about you. So, one, I would suck your mom's blood. <laughs> Second, I'm going to try to get kinky I'd never go you. in ecstasy. Well, that was the part that I wanted to talk about was with Enid and here together, mm-hmm. how it describes their union. <laughs> Jonathan, Enid gasped, don't stop. Closing her eyes, she lost herself in the liquid fire running through her and the pulsing of their hearts. She felt her body get lighter and lighter and the world get whiter and whiter. Enid swooned in ecstasy as the whiteness turned into blackness. I think she came. She came. This is, <laughs> I think this is, the, I, I can't speak for SVU. Maybe at SVU sure. there's orgasms, but this is the closest to an orgasm that SVH ever has. Well, and like it happens multiple times because also Jessica experiences something similar yes. and she also experiences this like undeniable ecstasy. Mm-hmm from jonathan's lips it's much less like they kissed fade to black it's much more like she felt his arms around her the heat from his body was making her heart race blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. i was like oh my god no is it was, was kind of juicy for a sweet valley it was very juicy i was juiced up <laughs> <laughs> um okay right. literally yeah 
quote about his house. Coated with layers of dust, sheets draped over the furniture. The only signs of life was crackling fire. Hello? No way. No. Okay, what were you You saying? You knock on that house. I was just saying of all the, I love that all of the teens, both boys and girls, are very affected by this goth vibe. Yes. But Winston can't quite pull it off. No. So he'll wear like a black and white or a black top and black shoes, but like a bright orange tie. Yes. Or like a, a like a bow tie that's like yellow with black polka dots. When all he has to do is not wear not, the tie. Don't wear the tie. And you're fine. Is he supposed to be smart? Yeah, I think he's supposed to be book smart. Okay. And wacky. Yes, he seems both. Like he gets, I don't know that he gets as good grades as Elizabeth, but he gets good grades. Okay, because also I was noticing a lot of Humphrey Bogart talk in these books. Mm-hmm. Were you noticing that? Like, yeah, so much. There was like, a lot. Because it was like, <clears throat> first, uh, L- Lila is watching some movie with Humphrey Bogart in it with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. Bo. And then Elizabeth rents a bunch of Humphrey Bogart movies to watch with Jessica. Mm-hmm. And then Winston mentions Humphrey Bogart, yeah. too. And I'm like, what is taking these Humphrey Bogart is taking these teens teens by storm. <laughs> they love their bogey. <laughs> um, Jessica asks Jonathan, "How old are you?" He answers, "I'm older than the stars," <laughs> which is literally not true. Can I also say that's also not true? Impo- impossible. I'm gonna say if you're talking to a teenager mm-hmm. and they ask you. You're not a teenager. Right. And they ask you, how old are you? Never under any circumstances reply that you are older than the stars. No, it's not a good move. Say the age. Well, I mean, the best answer is to say the age or, but if you're flirting with them, you could say something like too old for you, sweetie, or like. (laughs) (laughs) Too old for you, jailbait. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know? I don't think you can count that high kindergarten student. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> uh, and then they'll be like, really, how old? And I'll be like 34. <laughs> but also, and I've seen Never Been Kissed, and I've seen uh, Hiding Out, the John Cryer goes back to high school movie. Mm. But it's not really hot to go to high school when you're old. No, because like, they're actually high school students. Yeah, like it's, and I don't even mean like the predatory aspect of it, just no. the like hotness level. Like it's no. kind of, it's kind of dorky that you yeah. are a vampire, ageless, gonna yeah. live forever, you're a serial killer, and you choose to spend your day going to high school, high school, doing homework, join the merchant marines, <laughs> go have adventures, <laughs> join the longshoremen. <laughs> it's not like he needs, like, he's not working. Like, it would be one thing if he had, like, a job. Be like, okay, he has right. to, like, earn money to rent his weird house or something. Yeah. But he's going to school. He's not even making money. What does he's he get money. out of being in high school? So those girls, they stay the same age, as does he. As does he. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get, like, yeah, honestly, that is the dumbest shit. Like, I can think of, like, five things right now that are more fun than going to high school. Going yeah. to the movies. Yep. Going to Universal City Walk. Uh going to um uh go go karting. 
Going to college. Going to literally college is better. College is the move because you could you could go. I mean, I guess eventually if you went to the same college for 20 years, people would notice. But like you could have a different major every four years. Yeah. And still never do all of the majors that there there are to do. There will still be more to learn. But you're going to go do the high school curriculum again. Yeah. Dude, like also that's the other. Yeah. So you're looking at it as like a fun way to expand your education. I think if you care about if the reason you want to go, you want to do it is education, then college is a better move. Right. Than high school. So you can hang out with 14 to 18 year olds. (laughs) So you can have homework to do. So you're going to have to go to the same classes every day, five Ryan, days a week. He doesn't have to do homework. You know what it is? Hmm. He, I wonder if like in Vampire, it must be this. I'm going to explain it to you right okay. now. In Vampire Standards, he's like a two. So Ooh. he goes to high school because he knows he's going to fucking kill it because he can like tell some fucking podunk high school history teacher something about Europe. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God. And all of these... High, high school basketball players are like, man, this guy can really shoot hoops. Oh, that's right. He's really good at basketball. I forgot He's that. really good at basketball. Yeah. Whereas anywhere else, maybe he wouldn't shine as much. So yeah. he can fucking kill it with everybody in this high school in Sweet Valley. He's lucky the internet doesn't exist because I feel like he would yeah. get busted for his serial killing. Instantly. Instantly. Because here's the other thing. So the... I did think it was really funny that when Elizabeth is like, I'm going to investigate this, her and Maria, yeah. they go on the computer and Elizabeth Googles vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, she finds the secret books about vampires at she his does. house. She does. I just, okay, so here's the other thing. So they find someone in the 30s did something similar and John Kane, spelled K- C-A-Y-N-E, mm-hmm. was there. Not pictured because he kept being photographs, mm-hmm. but he was the most popular. But he did know nothing in school. So then, where where okay, was he? Which, in between? by the way, is such a Sweet Valley invention. Oh, that you can't be popular if you don't do all activities. Ex- yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. You absolutely could be the most popular person in yeah. school and not do any extracurricular activities. Yep. Happened at my school. Yeah, it's being po- they're two separate things. Yeah. Also, there's like different kinds of popular, which like SVH also doesn't understand. There's like the ASB popular type of person. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the cool kids, you know, like there's a million. Uh, But But there's really not many cool kids at at, at Sweet Valley. Those kids aren't actually cool. I would say Lila's cool. Lila is cool. That's it. I don't even think Bruce is cool. No, Bruce is. And you know who else is cool? Olivia. But she's cool in like an artist way. Who's Olivia? Um, We met her brother, Nick. Um, I'm trying to think if we've read anything interesting about her. She's an artist. Okay. You know what? Actually, uh, Maria is cool too. Not the one who dates Winston. No, no, no. Elizabeth. I did like their little joke of her being like, well, as long as you don't call me black Maria, we're fine. (laughs) I know. I did like that too. I liked her saying that where she's like, just don't call us white Maria and black Maria. And everyone's like, oh my God, what? No, we would never. never, We didn't even occur to us. I don't know. (laughs) Um, yes, we have a black character at yes. Sweet Valley High. Mm-hmm. I think she's cool. She used to be a child star. Yeah, she is She's cool. very cosmopolitan. She's been to a lot of cool cities, um, which is why Enid is very jealous of her. But it's also really funny because it's like, no, Enid, like literally anyone is cooler than you. It doesn't take the coolest person. No, it's not the coolness. And honestly, it's that Elizabeth is so 
selfish. Yeah. Like yeah. she just is only, th- she's thinking about, because it's not like she's being a good friend to Maria. It's all no, about Elizabeth. Not- it's all about Elizabeth's needs and Elizabeth's drama. Like, dude, exactly that. Remember when Elizabeth is supposed to be interviewing Maria for the, yes, uh, for this like interesting people column that she's doing. Mm-hmm. And so Maria's like telling her all this stuff about her and Elizabeth's like not listening at all. And Maria's like, oh, well, let's just go swimming. I was like, I would have been pissed. Yeah. I would have been like, can you please get out of your own ass for a second? Totally. Speaking of getting out of your own ass, I thought this part was really funny. I know that Enid is thralled. But when she's crying at Katarina's funeral yeah. and she's like, I'm really sorry, but I am not crying for you. I'm crying because my life is really complicated. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that was like very self-aware of her yeah. to even know like the, how inappropriate she was being. Yeah, it was really funny. And she's just like, honestly, like she's like, oh, like you're very dead. But like, how could Jonathan be so mean to me? <laughs> so silly. Um Right, because Katarina dies at the party. The party where they decorate uh, the dilapidated mansion. Yeah. With uh, streamers and balloons and set out a long table with fruit, punch, and chips. That made me laugh really hard because she's like, wow, the boys really went all out. And I'm like, picturing this party, dusty ass, dumpy ass. Mm Mm-hmm nasty ass house every time you sit on a piece of furniture a cloud no. of dust comes up and the food is revealed it's like open yep don't even bring balloons in there no i'm not saying they're gonna make it worse but like why even do it well and balloons and streamers for a high school party <laughs> like what are we doing <laughs> i know <laughs> uh. um yeah, it 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 was a little bit like, what are we trying to prove here? Well, and honestly, when we think about Jonathan's crimes, this is almost more than Enid. This is his most daring and fucked yes. up and insane thing that he does. And he, we should get a whole chapter from his perspective of talking about how insane that was and risky and bad. Yeah. Also, like, physically difficult because he... The lights go out. He's upstairs with Jessica. He oh, wait, has, no, Jessica's waiting for him. Yes, Jessica's waiting for him. But he does it, I believe, before the lights go out. No, Kelly, that's <laughs> insane. In <laughs> the middle of the room. Sucking her neck in the middle of a party <laughs> before the lights go out. <laughs> Everyone's so thrilled by him. They're just no, like, oh, that's him. I don't think so. Okay, so lights go off. Then he immediately, immediately eats this girl's blood. Yes, he might make the lights go off. We don't know. Okay, also, like, what was the point of having Elizabeth and Todd, like, almost blow up? Do you remember when they're, like, flipping all the switches? Yeah, they the I think it was just supposed to be, like, what a good team they are. So much better than her and Joey. <laughs> well, the way that Joey was, like, dismissing her in front of that cop, I was pissed. Joey sucked. Yeah. Joey sucked at every turn, except that I guess he's a good kisser. But, like, other than that, like, he... W- he doesn't understand Elizabeth. He isn't there for her. He doesn't listen to her. No. Nope. He was a and drag. He like, God, every time. Dude, when she's like, uh, I'm like, I'm going to go visit Enid in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to come with me. He's like, sick people bum me out. See you later. Yeah, I would. Why would I go to the hospital with you? That's so lame. 
dump his ass. A hundred percent. Um. Okay, I did laugh at this part too. Mm-hmm. So, so Jessica is like making out with Jonathan yeah. in his living room, and then all of a sudden, his face is bright red because <laughs> he's in love. Is that what happens when you're a vampire and you're in love? Your face turns bright red. I think so I think that's what we learned. And she's like, "It must be because of the heat of the fire." I'm like, "That red." bright I've beet never, red in all the vampire things that i've read i've never <laughs> heard that your face gets red like when you want to suck blood no. or when you did suck blood or i mean you can get blood on your face right but not like b- flushed bright red yeah why why would a vampire a vampire ever be flushed <laughs> they don't have blood they don't have blood or do they have blood okay they I do have say, blood. okay it's very weird and maybe again i grew up in a post buffy world sure but like how does no one mention vampires the second the bodies are found drained of blood? I know. No one. No one. You would say one. vampire immediately. You might not say it as a yeah. joke. You might not really yeah. think it is real vampires. Maybe it's. But like they're drained of blood. That is not normal serial yeah. killer behavior. Literally the first like someone like Winston should make a joke. Yeah, sure. Oh, it seems like vampires are on the loose. Perfect. Perfect. That. Also, um, it seemed like Jonathan was wanting to turn Jessica, right? At the end, yeah, for sure. But it also seemed like the author did not know how that is done. Agreed. Because it didn't seem like he really prepped to do that. He drank her blood. He did drink her blood. But isn't it that they're supposed to like drink the blood until you're almost dead and then they drink your blood and then they're a vampire? Yeah, it depends on the the lore, but that's... That's the basic thing of it is like a vampire essentially kills you and then brings you back to life with their blood. Yeah. Okay. But like, yeah. Also, I felt like Jonathan leaves Jessica at the slightest issue. Yeah. I was He's actually like, I'm in love really... with you. Let's spend forever together. Let's be together forever. Let's yeah. never break up. Oh, there's Bruce Patman is coming. I, I'm disappearing forever. Sorry. I also was like really confused about the physics of that scene mm-hmm. because like he was like she was on his lap. Yeah. And then all of a sudden like he's standing mm-hmm. at the mouth of the cave. So he dumps her uh, dumps her off his lap. <laughs> he just she, she clunks down to the yeah. ground on some rocks in again a another disgusting situation a wet ass sea cave with oriental rugs on the floor i don't know what are we doing here and also like, how did he get to town on a motorcycle with that <laughs> painting how did he bring the painting to town on his motorcycle i didn't even think about his fucking painting why is he bringing a fucking portrait of dorian gray painting around with him everywhere i don't know and like putting that in his dumpy place i mean i guess whatever he has vanity that's fine yeah but yeah i don't know how he got there with that big ass painting i don't know so like when that was the other thing it's like the police come and they're like oh i guess they're thralled by him they're like yeah oh or enthralled by him they're like oh i guess it's fine but also, Je- I guess Jessica's enthralled too. But I just think it's so funny that like nobody at all, at all in the entire book thinks it's weird that he has a sea cave with rugs and like fire and c- 
couches and shit. And how did he get them in there? I don't know. In the dead of night, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. But then he flies away. Yeah, because he can turn into a raven. He turns into a raven and flies away. And he goes, checks on Enid, and then leaves forever. I was... So, oh, right. I forgot about this part that Jessica tries to bring him soup. And um, Yeah, he's, he's very like, moved by the gesture. He's He like almost cries. Yeah. She says, a Jessica a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> she's cute. I like Jessica. I'll admit it. She's a sociopath, but I like her. I did like her doing that soup thing and i felt for her every time that she mm-hmm. discovered him with enid instead yeah um but yeah the way the book ends was the thing that pissed me off it's just that they're like well i guess he's disappeared and now the town of sweet valley is safe i was like how do you know that we as the reader know that he's decided to leave forever because we're in yeah. his head but you don't know and what he's gonna go where i thought we were to eat I other thought you people were upset about the ring thing that oh, makes what? no sense what it did, burns. It, did, did it burn into her hand forever? Well, I don't know into her hand. I think it burned to death. It burned the ring up. did? Well, her fingers How? all burned. I don't know. Maybe if you're a vampire and you wear the magic ring, it protects you from sun. But if you're a human and you wear the magic ring, the ring catches on fire. But we don't learn any of that. No, we just know all of a sudden just the, the last sentence is like Jessica's finger is burnt. And they're like, wow, the end. I was like, huh? Then Jessica looked down at her hand again. The area at the base of her finger where the ring had been was red and blistered and as painful as her heart. It's the end. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, wait, so what happened to it? Like, I thought maybe it burned into her hand. It's part of her forever. I mean. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, did I have a fun time reading these books? Yes. I yeah. really recommend these books. I really recommend these books. No, they were super fun. And especially before the horror starts, they were funny. They were like enjoyable really and silly. And like, yeah, um, yeah, the it was both like the characters making jokes, but also the author like having fun with the characters. So, yeah, it was they were a fun read for sure. But if you really love vampire romance, no, that's not what this is. No, no, no. I, touching on being funny and about characters. Yeah. What Lila says about Enid when she's trying to be nice Mm -hmm. about Enid is in the hospital and she's like, so she's still in critical condition, Jessica sighed. I know I've never been too crazy about Enid, but still, I understand what you mean, Lila said. Right now, it doesn't matter that the girl has no fashion sense or style whatsoever. I feel really sorry for her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, she's still like, I still don't want her to die. You know, despite her looking like absolute dog shit all the time. All the time. By choice. (laughs) Uh, That one was really funny. Uh, What was it? My other screenshot is Elizabeth Googling vampire. And she was surprised when the computer indicated almost a thousand listings. And that was it. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Dude, I loved these books. Thank you so much for recommending them, Ryan. And for talking with me about it. Yeah, this was so fun. So freaking fun as usual. Um, always have a good time. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure. I do a podcast called Same Day Shipping with um, three of my very funny friends, including you. <laughs> um, and that can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to keep up with me on the internet, I'm at Armogi on all socials. Hell yeah. Follow Ryan. Listen to Same Day Shipping. I'm really proud of that show. It's a good show. Uh, I think so. 
Yeah, I, mean, I think we do a really funny job. We recently um are have done a couple episodes about the Scream series that yeah. I think if you've seen all the Scream movies, they're fun to listen to. Yeah. I think if you've missed if you if you haven't watched Scream Five, you gotta watch Scream Five to fully get it. But <laughs> Ryan's saying that because I almost went into recording not having watched Scream Five and so she watched it with me. It uh, was good. It was really good. Um it also like actually the episode I think that's gonna or it's already out at this point. Yeah. Has another uh one of our co hosts, Colin, frequently does a thing where we learn that he's only ever heard a word or phrase mm-hmm. and never seen it written down. Yeah. And it's always fun discovering those moments. Those are great moments. We we had a blast recording those episodes. So really, really fun. Uh check those out. Same day shipping. Um all right. Thank you so much everybody for listening. We really, really appreciate you. Uh, if you want to help our show, you can give us a nice review on wherever you listen to podcasts. Join our Patreon. We have a lot of really fun stuff there for everybody uh, at all different tiers. Uh, Patreon.com slash Teen Creeps. Uh, a very special personalized shout out to our Patreon producers who give it the $15 a month level. Thank you, Adam Howitz, Amanda K, Amy T, Ann Dwyer, Caitlin L, Carrie H, Charlie B, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny B, Drew Oranis, Ellie Lagos, Emma, Emma M, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jason H, Jeremy Kronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich, Jesse T, Jessica Smith-Harper, Jessica U, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Katie Olsner, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Coy, Landry Desmond, Larry Wynn, Laura Hooper, Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel C, Rashad Black, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F, Rogue Kalehua, Sasha Gibson, Shannon P, Sylvie T, Victoria Beck, and Whitney E. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you again to Ryan. It is seriously always so much freaking fun to talk to you. Did I? Love having you on. And I know the listeners love you too. Uh, Everybody, we will talk to you guys next week uh, when we are covering... Oh my gosh, why is my phone not freaking turning on? When we are covering... Ooh, the Wes Craven movie, Summer of Fear. Uh, And that is uh, an adaptation of the Lois Duncan novel. Uh, So you probably can guess who that guest is going to be. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, everybody. We love you all. Until next week, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.